<clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome to River City Media. Special edition on Off the Record. Really, we, we might as well be the Sylvania football show off the record because we, we ride with the Rams. And everybody knows that this guy here was with us earlier this year. And we just want to welcome back Coach Tyler Van. Been a heck of a journey this year, Coach Van. Yeah, it's been a up and down, mostly up. But uh, when our downs, we was uh, the last downs, one that's going to hurt the most, and hopefully one that you know uh, kind of drives the the work ethic from from now until you know August twenty sixth when we play again. And uh, but you know I enjoyed it. These group of seniors that led this program this year couldn't have done it without them guys and this football team. They led us and I'm proud of them. They worked hard from the day I got here and, and we're going to miss them. We're going to have to replace them uh, as everybody has to replace seniors every year. But um, this is a special group to me and I promise you this program's going to miss them, but uh, they made us better. Uh, I think it's the start of something special here at Sylvania. And I, like I told them, you know, one, we're going to win a state championship hopefully sooner rather than later. And, and they was the start of that. So I'm proud of what they was able to accomplish this year. Coach, I remember the scene in the program, that movie that was so good at the end of it. And also in a Friday Night Lights, the coach literally after the last ball game walks up to his depth chart, starts taking names down. How soon do you start laying out a depth chart for 2022? About, I started on Monday, the next Monday <laughs> afterwards. It's it's just me preparing for what we got to get ready for and who needs to step into what role. Um, it's definitely not easy taking guys off the off the, out of the locker room and, and taking their name down, but uh, they left their mark, you know, more than on their mm-hmm. roster. Uh, so. Howie, uh, you got to see all 10 games this year. What what would you ask, Coach? What's the difference between Week One and Week thir- uh, Eleven? What did you see that you would you would ask, Coach? The, the difference in the team. You know, he just uh, <clears throat> the team just seemed like it built confidence throughout the year. Uh, you know, you start off fourteen down, fourteen nothing against Sacks after what I think four minutes, and from that point on, it's it, it's odd to say, but it just seemed like they built confidence from there on. I agree. Uh, we that game opened and drive. We <laughs> threw a pick six there on the ball that made, it was a little bit overthrown, a little high, and maybe four could have caught it. I don't know. They argue about that. Them two do. Uh, ball, nonetheless, ball was intercepted and, and and it was a pick six. And then later the next next drive, we punt it. They score. You know, and then we actually go down twenty-one nothing. The next drive, we break a long run, get inside the ten-yard line, and we fumble the football. They get it. We hold them to a third and 12 and uh, snaps roll back there for sacks. Sacks quarterback does a good job of, of scrambling and they throw it over our head for a 70 yard touchdown, put them up 21 nothing. But from that point on, um, it's something that, that any coach wants to see. They just fall. You know, and it's something we talked about in the weight room all summer. Like, you, you have to just keep fighting. It doesn't matter what the last play happened. And I told them that all year, it's in the play by play. That was one of our sayings. It's, in the past, you know, you throw an interception, uh, you can't change it. You fumble the ball, you can't change it. You make a great play, you can't. It's it's over. It's about the next play. Um, and and I thought our guys did a good job of that uh, that game. And I think it just kind of showed the identity of this football team. They they just kept fighting. It didn't matter the circumstance. It sounds like you got something. I'm sorry about that, Randall. It, it seems like you got something. For what uh, when I was helping coach and everything, or, or doing some coaching. I call it the M and M's. If you mess up, make up for it. Right. You know, and uh, you know, it, you you gotta you gotta instill that in the player's head that hey, if you mess up, it ain't the end of the world. You gotta live to see another day. So make up for that play. Right. And that's that. I think you're right on that because we, I try to instill confidence in the players. Like I'm gonna get on to them. I'm gonna correct them. And the, at the end of the day. I want them to believe they can do it. And I don't want them in the middle of the game looking over their shoulder going, how bad is Coach Van about to, to ring me out for, for what I did? I want them to understand that, yeah, I may be mad, I'm going to get on to you, but I believe 
you're going to make the next play. I know you're going to make the next one. Just don't, you know, don't don't worry about the last one because you can't change it. It's over with. So. Coach, uh, before we get off of this, we don't want to spend the whole side on one game. I've heard different philosophies from Coach. Uh, I, you know, I, we know that I'm the voice of South or uh, Squatchee County. We open up with South Pittsburgh every year. And I feel like our kids, even though South Pittsburgh, traditional state finalists, I think our kids a lot of times come out with some confidence by, by lying. At, it's not going to get no tougher than this. You think your kids, even after being down 21 nothing, start something about, hey, we can play with anybody in the second half of that game? I think that was the start of it. I, I do. I think that was the beginning of, of believing in themselves, knowing that they can play with anybody as long as you just fight every, every single play. It ain't always about who has the most talent, who's the strongest. Uh, most of the time it's just about who has the most heart. And then you add strength and you add talent to that. Uh, that's when you can become special. But uh, you can't, you know, you don't teach heart. you got to have heart. you got to bring effort. Effort's not something you can um, – you know, you're not born with it. You need to teach yourself to have effort. Like, I can't force you to have effort. I can sit you on the sideline, um, but that's between you and you. And uh, I think our guys done a good job of just pushing each other and, and getting better every, every day, every Friday night. And we got better each week. But that was the start of, uh, of learning who we were. But, and we opened up with Sacks again this year. So. Uh, uh, you know, I, I was on the sideline and being down the 21 nothing. <clears throat> a lot of teams and a lot of people on the bench would kind of drop their head. i never seen your team drop their head. The further behind you got, the more encouragement that their teammates was giving them. And that's something you don't see a whole lot of. No, and I think that's a contribute to these seniors and, and what they were able to do this year, leading, leading this football team. And Styles Hughes, Brody Smith, uh, Sawyer Hughes, you know, you got Brody Smith and Sawyer Hughes, both captains of the football team, and both going to be on the captain wall in here for, for as long as I'm here, and hopefully that captain wall continues. But um, I think it's a contribute to these seniors and, and how we practice and how we weight lift every day and what we do in the off season. I think it's all contribute to how them seniors lead them every day. Coach, game two, you score 50 on Sardis. You start getting some things right. And then what everybody hated this year, you're one and one after that big victory at Florida. You get game canceled with COVID. What was after the win at Florida? What was that week like not having football for not a game to prepare for on Friday night? It was, it was pretty <laughs> it's stunt for the players. We don't like by weeks, period. Uh, I'm one of them. I like to to have week zero off and play one through ten. That's how it was when I played in high school. Anyways, I don't that off week's good some sometimes, and with the region we got this this year, it'd probably be good to have an off week in there somewhere in the middle of it. But um, now that off week, we got better. Um, you know, it was about us. I told them we got to get prepared for five because five was coming up after that, I believe. And so we just focused on us. So uh, we same schedule, same Monday, same Tuesday, same Wednesday, same Thursday, and we scrimmaged on Friday uh, during you know. Athletics. We didn't stay too long, but um, we try to make it as normal as possible for the week, and we just was preparing for five. To be honest, in breaking down that started film, did it, did you get more of your offense in every week? Because you know we got you got a short spring, you got a short prep period. Did you feel like as the year went on, you grew your offense a little bit, or did you stay with that base we talk about at the beginning of the season? Yeah, I think I think that made us better. We grew as the year went on. We was always adding stuff, and but also just trying to get better at our base. And I think the biggest thing that changed from week, you know, the the week we went over to DAR and played at Jamboree, where a lot of people may be like, "Oh crap!" But um, I may have been the only one not worried about it. <laughs> but um, I think our guys just gained confidence in what we were doing as far as up front skill wise, and they just become more comfortable in playing in the offense and within the offense and. And we had a quarterback who settled in and played good football throughout the year. I threw for 2,200 yards and um, they got better up front every week. And uh, I think Sardis game was the beginning of them. But like Sacks, they just started getting more comfortable and it showed throughout the year. 
All right, Howie, we got him to the next game, game four. Before I sent you a text, Coach, I still think it was one of my better texts of the year, where I talked about the brothers fighting. I, you know, uh, for Howie and I, we're actually in the booth, or he's doing stats, and we're texting scores back and forth. I got more score updates from five Sylvania than I did the other nine combined. What a football game it was. And, and Howie, you, you saw the game. I'll let you ask the questions, but I felt like that was a, a huge moment for this football team. You know, with five coming in, two-time defending state champions, you get down early. I think it was, well, he was down 16 nothing off the bat. Go back to the bench part there. Most teams been down to a state championship team like that would have their heads down. But when, when five scored that second touchdown, went for two and got it, and they came off the uh, field, your bench was – I don't want to say they erupted, but they were like, all right, guys, we got this. We kind of got them where we want them at now. And it was, it was like a confidence that I've never saw before with a team that was, you know, that could have easily just folded. Oh, right. And uh, actually, we got the ball first, drove down, went 7 nothing. Then they went on that 16-0 scoring round where they went up 16-7. So they were 16 unanswered. And, and at that point, you know, a lot of people, like you said, would question whether they're going to keep fighting. Or, because five has that effect where I think the biggest difference in five football team is they just keep playing. Like the next down doesn't matter. They want a state championship against Montgomery Catholic. I think it all went back to Fife was Fife all night. Montgomery Catholic got up, maybe got a little too hot, but Fife just continued to be Fife. And, and I thought that we just had to continue just to play our football. And we uh, struggled to run the football in that game, and I, that was the difference. They was able to give us a five-man box. We still weren't able to, to do a lot up front. And I thought, you know, we got better as the year went on. But at that, <clears throat> at that point, Austin Mulligan and Dukes at, at ends gave us a lot of trouble. We was able to throw it early. Um, and we kind of got them out of some of the cover three stuff. And, you know, we had some drop passes. We had some missed cuts. We had some missed blocks. And we had, you know, and, and they had their miscues too. They didn't play very well either that night. But um, I thought it was two teams that left it all out there, though. And, and we just came up a little short. But gained a little bit of confidence nonetheless. You never want to have any moral victories. I didn't count as moral victories. And, and if you walked in our locker room after the game, uh, you – you wouldn't have said it was a moral victory. We just, it was hurt. It was upset. But at the same time, we understood that we just got to continue to get better and, and try to play them again. So. Coach, and we've talked about it. I keep saying this is big, this is big. We've talked about two football teams that are two football games you came up alongside of the scores. But the reason it was big is what happens next. I think at four, at two and two after four games, the next six games you set a pace not only for this year but hopefully for the coming year of what five football could do and you beat some good football teams played some good football teams but really starting the next week at collinsville you really kind of put the hammer down there for a little bit of run and uh 35 7 over at collinsville now you're feeling a little better aren't you yeah, feeling better. And that 35 come in a quarter, and I think about four minutes, we pulled everybody and we didn't score again, which our young guys needed reps and our young guys, we, we got better that night, but we were we learned a lot on film for our younger guys than that. But our first group come out ready to go and and put up quick points. Defense stood up, and, and you know, I think it was just confidence kind of spewing over at that point, and I just helped it. Um, it was a fun night. You know, you had guys, seniors that had some big nights that night. Uh, it was it was enjoyable. I promise you it's a whole lot more enjoyable when you're up big and you can kind of relax just a little bit on the sideline uh, for after the, the four games we had. How you text me that night as I was leaving the booth and gave me the score, and, and you used the words you felt like you, you saw something different. What did you see in that game that made you – text me and say that hey, we, Sylvania looked good tonight. Was it an execution or did you feel like things were coming together? You know, it, to me, it just seemed like everything started coming together because after that, I know coach don't want to use the moral victory, but after playing five as close as they have, um, you know, it seemed like it just 
their confidence was right here. Then after the five game, it seemed like it just went right here. Most time after a loss, you t- you know your confidence drops, but it was right the opposite playing that close as five because they knew, hey, if we played with the two-time defending state champs, we can play with anybody. And it seemed like it just changed after the five game. I agree. That's confidence. You saw it. You could see it in them, and, and they was already believed in, in themselves, but that just helped them out much more. They just knew that, you know, you just play hard. Uh, give everything you got. And do your assignment. Hopefully everything turns out all right. I was proud of them. Kind of rolled us over in the rest of the season. Coach, um, yeah, and then you went to Asbury. Uh, you scored 35 at Collinsville, got Asbury. Get to play young people again, score 49. Two weeks in a row. How much did you add or take away from those two weeks to your plan? Uh, we worked a lot on on us uh, getting better. That we was worried about the opponent, and but offensively, we worked a lot on um, what we needed to do in the pass game to get better. Pass protection was a big uh, key during that time. Just getting more protections in and them understanding why we call it, how we call it, who we call it to. Um, them two weeks was big for that. And then just getting the running game going because going, we was able to run the football pretty well against them two football teams after struggling to do so <clears throat> against five. So that was another thing that kind of got our O-line confidence, got our pass pro confidence, you know, O-line all together, quarterback calling out pass protection, all that. And then on defense, just preparing. We, we had prepared the same for, for Asbury and Collinsville, but, we took strides, I thought, focused on tackling on defense because we kind of struggled with that. Sacks, not five. I thought we tackled well against five. But. You know, um, let's go back to the Asbury and Collinsville, Collinsville games for a second. You got big leads and you was able to rest your starters but get them some reps as well. How big of an effect do you think that, uh, you know, took as far as when – because you're fixing to hit the hard part of your schedule where they're going to have to play a lot of games – did you think that paid off by giving them some reps plus a lot of rest? Yeah, and hey, giving, giving them time off, it's kind of – you look at it both ways, it kind of hurts you that they didn't get as many reps as they did, but at the same time it helps you because they got reps and they got to rest, stay healthy, and get ready for – because we was about to play, what was it, Plainview – or Geraldine, Plainview, uh, back-to-back coming up. So uh, it was good to have that rest to get ready for, like you said uh, – kind of big part of our schedule not counting you know, five coach you took you took you took words out of my mouth the next two weeks well first of all your district your region is a it was a tough region there were good football teams in that region uh and, and one of them that i think maybe everybody don't know how good they were but i think ever uh you and i how we've recognized but the victory over geraldine Really, it got my attention where I went, uh, hold on now, hold on, football team. And I started texting Howie, and he was like, Geraldine's really good, too. That 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 was a that was kind of a proving ground for Phil Bagman. Right, Geraldine, uh, I was worried about that game. <laughs> Not from the standpoint of, you know, scared to lose, but I was worried about what we was going to have to do to win it, um, preparing for them, because they're a good football team, the world coach football team. And, um, our guys come out ready. You know, you challenge them. Um, they're going to accept the challenge, and, and we challenge them on defense to match them physicality-wise because they're a physical football team. They run the ball at you. Uh, they throw the ball more than five throws the ball. So they give you the that same type of offense, but they stretch the field with you so you don't have to be good on the back end as much as you are on the front. And, and our defense played really well, and our O-line played pretty stinking good. That night. We didn't throw it too much. Uh, Preston – uh, Graham for us, he he had a great game for us. That was Preston Dorn at the time, but he had a really good game for us that night. He actually won WQSB Player of the Week uh, that week. Um, rushed the ball for like 173 or something like that. But uh, we didn't throw it as much. We ran the ball, and and but three did make some big plays in in the past game that kind of uh, we answered. We if it was not for special teams during that game, I, I thought we could have controlled it a little better. It kind of got a little crazy there at times, but it was because we was allowing them to get the ball at the 40. If not, they, I mean, they scored on one. And uh, I think that was one of the turning points in that football game was they scored, we scored, 
we kicked it off, they returned it for a touchdown. So when they kicked it back off, we scored on the first play. So it was like three scoring plays pretty back to back to back. But that was that was one of the big turning points in the game was we was able to answer that that kick return. But uh we're on drill special teams a little different next year. That's that's on my list of things to get better. I can promise you we we've already been meeting on that. But uh we're gonna get to yourself because that was my next question. <clears throat> if, with, with you know, we you came over kind of late spring with what the knowledge of being there for this year, you've already said special teams. Is there anything else that you put in your head during the year, mental note? When I get to spring, I'm gonna work this until I feel comfortable with it. Special teams is a big one. Um, you know, pass coverage is another one, how we're going, you know, but that was the biggest one, you know, special teams, because we struggled in, in a few phases of special teams that, you know, good football teams need to be good at all three phases. We, we can't lack in one phase of, of the game and expect to win big games. Uh, we Piedmont game, we gave up a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, like it, it hurt us all year. Our defense was guard, defending 50 yards rather than, than 75 yards, because I felt like if we was defending 75 yards all year, uh, <laughs> would have been real tough to beat against anybody because our defense was pretty good, especially up front. I think that's going to be the same next year. I think we're going to be good up front. Um, but we're going to drill. Like, we're going to do things different on special teams. We talked about spend more time on special teams and, and, and drill a little bit different because, you know, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. If we tell the kids that, then we as coaches got to do the same. We've got to continue to get better. And that's in all three phases of the game. Coach, um, it's a crazy question, but I always wonder, and I always ask every coach this question at some point. How do you find your place, kid, or Karen Punter? Was it just an open addition, or is these kids that came with kicking experience? I wish that was good. That was tough this year. Now, we, we opened the year uh, against Sachs, which could have been a difference maker. You know, we, we ended up having an eighth grader, Connor Andretti, who kicked for us, I guess, three quarters of the year. But to start with, we didn't really have a kicker. We was trying different people. I uh, couldn't really find one. So he was going for two against Sachs, um, which in turn kind of hurt us because when we was going for two, we was going for two to tie the game after being down 21 nothing, come up short, um, and it could have been a different game if we had tied it. Although they did have a defensive holding that they missed, I can give you every missed call that we had this year. That's just how I am. But um, they may not have missed it. In my opinion, they missed it. But, you know, having Connor Andretti come in as an eighth grader, you know, he, he played junior high, he kicked at the start of practice for us, and then he would, you know, be gone because junior high we did there in school. But he did a he did a really good job for us. I bet his percentage was high. I don't know the exact number, but he made a lot of extra points for us. It changed it when he came in. And he's just an eighth grader, so we're going to have him for four years. So I ain't got to worry too much about nice. places. Is he, he going to be your partner too, or do you know yet? No, we got a partner. He's at Drennan Townsville. He'll be a junior. He uh, – He's booting it well. He's getting better. and He works on it all the time. He's always out there. Right now, he, he don't play basketball, so he's still working. He wants to be good. Um, so, Hunter, kicker, hopefully we get Connor Andretti booting at the end zone so we ain't even got to worry about covering too much. Uh, how you got any questions before we get? We're going to be stuck on the next one a little while. You got anything before we get there? No, just like Coach said, <clears throat> they gave up uh, probably more points on special teams most games than uh, the defense actually did because of, you know, just, you know, struggles there early on. But uh, they got that fixed roughly around this area. After the Geraldine game, it seemed like it was a lot better than it was the first part of the season. So I said week one before we did we uh, did our first interview. There's three games that I've called in my life I consider beyond special. That's Berrien County, South Pittsburgh, Sequatchie County, Bledsaw, and the third one is Sylvania Plainview. That, that, those are the three robbery games that I've showed up at. And you just you get a different feeling walking in, Coach. And, and this one was big. Uh you come off a very difficult Geraldine team, and you got playing you. Were you nicked up? Were you banged up from Geraldine? Did your team just go, I don't care, it's playing you week? We were banged up. I think Sidney Decker, that was a week, I think he kind of retweaked his ankle. Um, he set out 
I want to say sit out three days, Monday through Wednesday. We didn't have him back to walk through day. Um, and he was one of our better, he was our better. He's a really good tackle for us, being a senior leader and then really good defensive end for us. Didn't play a lot of defensive end throughout the game and we was able to get him out some. I don't even think he started at DM because of it. But um, coming off that Geraldine game, not only was it a physical game and we sustained a few, I wouldn't say injuries, it was one injury and a bunch of guys just hurt, banged up. Um, and being a big win, us as a team and coaching staff knew how big of a win that was for us. And uh, so it was reel that back in and, and gladly it was Plainview that week. It wasn't hard to reel them back in for Plainview because, you know, that's Sylvania and Plainview. We want to beat them every chance we can. And, and they have a good coaching staff. Coach Lobetta does a really good job over there. So that's a, that's a huge win for us. Allie, being at the game, is there a point, and, and I think in the four Sylvania Plainview games I called, there was a point where you could just see one team's will kind of take over. And that's the kind of game it is. It's a game of smash mouth lineup. Was there a point when you were watching the game you went, okay, they're kind of imposing their will at this point, or was there a moment that sticks out here? I was just opening kickoff. Savanya came out ready to play. I mean, uh, the score didn't indicate how bad of that Savanya really beat them because of you know, Coach Van put in some of his subs and them getting a couple quick scores there toward the very end to make the score look a little bit more respectable. But to me, uh, I've, it's very seldom that I see a Savannah playing your game where it's like, hey, this is not really in doubt because Savannah just flexed her muscle from the get-go. Now, Coach Van may think totally different about that, but uh, uh, to me, that's what it was. It's just basically from the get-go. Yeah. We coming up, coming off, like I said, coming off that Jordan game, which is a big win. We come into Plainview that Friday night. I think from opening kickoff, I talked to you about our uh, special team struggles. We we tackle them. I think first time finally around the twenty five. Thank goodness. So and then then we was able to get a stop after a first down or two, and then offensively we was able to get going a little bit early and, and take advantage on the back end of things. We we threw the ball well that night, and then it kind of opened up the run game. And two six or Styles Hughes, sorry, I don't know the numbers. But, uh, Styles Hughes and and three and twenty three all went to work, and, and I was proud of them. It was a, it was a fun night, you know. Back to back games, I think it really showed how our defensive line uh, and how much they mean to us. Our deep front linebacker and core, and then our corner safeties, of course. But our front seven uh, was really good this year, and, and they got better. And I think we're going to be better next year. We're going to work to be better, anyways. But, Coach, I, I've interviewed you enough now that you're getting the questions before I even ask them. That was the next question I was going to ask. What group did you see that growth, maturation? And you just said the front seven. Was it the physical thing with Geraldine? Was it just confidence? What grew that group together? Uh, that Geraldine game was, was a big one. Uh, just being in the we play a lot of physical games in our region with, with five Geraldine and Plainview last year. And it's going to be the same way this year in this region we're playing in. It's going to be smash mouth football. we got a bunch of teams that just want to run the football right at you. And then there's a little mix of some spread teams um, like ourselves. But um, we don't have to – I'm sorry, I just got a phone call. got me off track. But, um, that was, I think, playing in a physical game, you know, as many times as we do. Uh, with teams that just want to run the ball at you, um, really helped their front seven because we're a physical football team. Uh, we pride pride ourselves in being physical uh, and how we practice and how we do other things. So uh, that front seven with the leadership of 26 at Mike linebacker, that was a big deal. And, you know, there's always – I was talking to the staff the other day. There's always a player or a couple of players that really just you, – you go into the year, you expect something out of them but they kind of overstep your expectations of the kid. Like th there's always that kid that kind of goes above and beyond of what you thought he could do. And he helps his team. And, and that guy this year for us was Leo Kirby. I do. He, he played Will Force. He played Sam Force some and uh, read real well, tackled better than we thought he was going to tackle. And he just continued to get better. Um, and he's going to be a vital part of our defense the next two years. And, and I'm proud of him. He's just one of a few, but, uh, that front seven, that's really what brought us all together, really. Leo being what we didn't think he could, being that young um, and, and really getting as many snaps as he did as a 
he didn't get many snaps as a freshman the year before I got here. So he was getting a lot more snaps than, than he had, had in the varsity game. But he stepped up. And I was proud of him. That's one of the things you talked about before week or week one was how young your defense was. Did, <clears throat> by this point, the Plains you game, sophomores are playing like juniors, freshmen like sophomores. Do you see that? You see that growth, um, Coach? Are they something that happened Plainview week that will be your memory for you ever? I mean, is it just your first win, first year as a head coach at Sylvania? What was that moment that kind of went, hey, I made a to Sylvania and we just beat Plainview? I think when the horn blew. I was too, I was really happy. Like Cheney uh, said, I was, we had the game under control. Uh, completely under control. I subbed. Um, they scored. And, you know, I had some guys subbed on offense, and we ensued to fumble the football, um, which was Coach Vance's fault probably because I told the running back as he went out there, it's like they say, you ain't supposed to tell a pitcher, hey, don't throw it inside right here. The dude can hit an inside fastball. I told him don't fumble, and then he fumbled. So it's probably Coach Vance's fault he did that. I just want him to hold on the football. But uh, then they, they turned around and scored again and uh, was able to get the onside kick. But um, that kind of took the little bit out of it. But guess what? We, we still won. We still beat Plainview. And it's always a good day when you can find a way to beat Plainview. Um, Coach, that, that's great. I mean, I just – sorry to interrupt you, but you said something right there. You you didn't real you didn't react to you. The horn went off. How about the kids? What was the locker room like? I mean, they it's nuts. This no, it's nuts. locker room's fun after every win, but after big wins like Geraldine and and uh, Plainview, uh, it's a little bit more special. Yeah. Well, coach, just one more question. We'll move on. I got the Times Journal that week. Read the article, and I I was just wondering why your stats are always right, but the Times Journal gets them wrong every week. I don't know. They added some. Wasn't that the week they added some yards? Yeah, that's the week they had more yards. <laughs> hey, don't call and correct them. You add more. If it's short, I'm going to call it or email them and tell them. I, you know, it's funny because I normally just share. He'll e- Janie will email me the stats, and then I have all their emails saved newspapers, and I just copy and paste them and send them as soon as I get them, so I ain't got to worry about it. So I don't know. I guess they was actually at that game and did their own stats and uh, added a few yards for us. I guess I don't know. They may want to take a shot at playing you. I don't. I don't know. Man, you won't believe how many times I added and added and added, trying to figure out how they come up with that number, and I still can't come up with that number. He called me. He called me and said it, it was telling me what was on his short seat. Like I could figure it out. I had no clue. I didn't. I didn't even. Figure it out. I think it was, uh, Brody Smith's number of passing yards was what was wrong. I yeah, think. it was. And I think they was counting. We did a reverse pass. And I, I don't know. I think they was counting one of them reverse passes as a Sawyer threw it, not Brody. Uh, I don't know. That may have been in there. Okay. I didn't have it. I just let it roll. <laughs> just let it roll. They're more than Chaney's. That's good. So, Chaney, I've always told Howie, if a kid gets with 990 yards, Find 10 yards somewhere. Get him a thousand before the year is over with. So well, coach, that's the thing. I was trying my best to find Brody those extra yards to make it right on were. my end, but I still couldn't do it. <laughs> coach, after two big muscle wins like that, don't get any easier. These limestones. I mean, boy, when you look at that schedule early in the year, you were up. Geraldine, blame you. These limestone. I'm going to make sure I break this up next year, but and I think you played at the spot, too, after those two big wins. Big win at East Limestone in a game that we fought from behind and then actually took control of it in the fourth quarter um, after being inside the five and late in the third quarter and not scoring. Um, you know, we it was probably the worst our defensive front has played. You know, we were without 23, Preston Darwin, who started for us at outside backer most of the year. We were without him. And then Sawyer Hughes, our best, you know, senior wide out, he goes out, you know, I think second offensive play, maybe the first with a concussion. So we're without two of our leaders. 
to our dudes on defense, and we was still don't give them excuse not to be lined up right on defense. We were we wasn't bumping when we were supposed to bump because um, the formation they was giving us, and they was taking advantage of it. Uh, when we finally got some of that fixed, we was able second half. I don't think they scored second half um, after after we were able to get some things fixed at halftime and adjust up front on O line at halftime. But we, <laughs> I promise you, we did not play very pretty the first half and. Second half kind of changed. You know, even though it wasn't playing and executing the correct way, our guys were still playing hard. And if it wasn't for that, we'd have been in, probably in a little, you know, bigger hole. We probably wouldn't have been able to climb out of. But they continued to play hard, and we was able to get some things fixed at halftime and and come out and really control the football game from about I'd say towards the end of the third quarter on. Was able to going on the road like that after two big emotional wins is that super tough on kids? It uh, it was just about reeling them back in, just going back to work on Monday and Tuesday, you know, and, and trying to get better and preparing for East Limestone. And I, I don't know the answer to to getting them to put things behind them. I, all I can tell them is you got to treat it like we do. Bad plays, it's behind you. You got to move on. It's a great win. Enjoy it through Sunday, and and understand you got to put it behind you and move on because at the end of the day, East Limestone don't give a rip that you beat Plainview. You know, and, and vice versa, the next team don't care who you beat. Uh, they're just worried about beating you on Friday night. So, but our guys kind of reeled it in and, and played really hard in the second half like, and, and executed better. We just wasn't executed the first half, or I thought we could have uh, could have been in a little better situation. They played a lot of man coverage, and it did not help when, when Sawyer went out. But Zach Anderson stepped up big for us that night. I think he received for – shoot, I think it's lost 200. Uh, but – uh, he had a big night. And just like that, just different guys stepping up on Friday night and coming through. That's what good teams are, are about. It ain't about one person. It's about the team and, and who's going to step up each and every Friday. You had oh, a big yeah, goal did. line. I'm sorry, Randy, but he had a big goal line stand right there, I think, right at the start of the fourth quarter and got the ball back at the one-yard line, and you basically told your team, let's win it right now. You went 99 yards, if I ain't mistaken, for a touchdown. The go-ahead touchdown. 99. And, uh, yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, that was key then, because it, it deflated them. It deflated East Limestone. They was done after that. Yep. And I think we – going back to we're having uh, – I think there was a penalty when we scored, I believe. And uh, our special teams problems we already had. But we decided it was on onside kick it. <laughs> So we onside kicked it and got it, and then we was able to go up two scores, which really kind of put the game more in our hands. Made them start throwing the football more, and uh, and they wanted to run it, and that kind of helped us. But uh, like you said, it's just that 99-yard drive is just what I want Sylvania football to be about. Uh, Backs against the wall, uh, let's make something happen. Uh, That's what we want. You know, we don't want it to be easy. We want to fight our way out of something. We want to be known as a team that doesn't matter the situation, doesn't matter what's going on around us because of how we work and how we practice and how we prepare and how we focus on all the small things. It doesn't matter what's taking place. We're just going to fight. And may the best man win. If we lose, given everything we got, we can we can walk out of the locker room with our heads held high. But if we ain't given everything we got, then, then you deserve to hurt. <laughs> Coach, um, and Howie, this is uh, I've got to plug in some power here. Um, this is a question. Uh, I, like I said, we we talk after every game, coach. And the one thing that Howie expressed to me, and I think taking stats, was the that first half was super frustrating uh, for you as a coach and, and the kids. When you get into what's your process when you get into halftime? If you know the kids haven't played their best ball, are you a raw-raw guy? Are you a kick-the-chalkboard guy? Or is it different according to where you're at and, and, and what you need to get there? Well, there was only one time I really got real uh, frustrated at halftime, and that was North Sand, but that's a later thing. But the East Limestone, like I said, I wasn't, it was more about splitting up. When I go in, I say a little something to them. And then we split up and we got to meet. Um, and it was more about getting to meetings as quickly as we could get to meetings yeah. after meeting with the coaches because we needed to fix stuff. We It wasn't necessarily all about what the players was doing. We as coaches need to fix some things. And 
Um, so I was able to meet with them, fix some things, and come out and execute uh, way better uh, the second half. And I think that's contributed to their assistant coaches. They did a really good job on Friday night and throughout the week of putting a game plan in and then adjusting on the fly because, if you know, football is about adjustments. And that's something I love about being an offense coordinator. It's they're going to adjust to stop something, and you need to, you know, take mate, so to, so to speak. You need to make your move and then make them change. So it's about – you know, adjustments, and that's something I love about the game. That's something that I try to focus on at halftime. Now, if you're not giving effort, um, I, I'll let them know about it at halftime if I don't think we're giving everything we got. All right, Coach. Then we're going to talk about week 10 now. Return home for you. and uh, We played them at Sylvania. At Sylvania, but still yet. It is. <laughs> What what was the emotion for you like that week? I just wanted to win. I just, you know, uh, get better, get ready for the playoffs. You know, focus on us. We had some guys banged up a little bit that rested Monday and a little bit on Tuesday. But it was about just getting better at us and continue to take a step forward. We're playing a spread team, which is going to help us um, going into the playoffs. didn't know it was going to be helping us play in Piedmont. Didn't know it was playing Piedmont, but I didn't know we was going to play some spread teams in the playoffs, and this is going to be a good look for us. So we had been a few games without playing the spread look, so um, I thought it was a good schedule for, for us having North Sun Mountain come to us. North Sun Mountain was really good up front, and I knew that coming in, and man, I tried to stress that to the guys. Don't look at their, their record. Uh, they're a really good football team up front. Bearden can catch the football. Uh, Keller's throwing the ball well. Like we can't take them lightly. We got to be ready to play a game of football or we're going to mess around and you could give them a game. And, um, so it didn't start out real well, Randall, but uh, we fixed it, I think, at halftime. Uh, kind of come out second half a lot better. Uh, first half, you know, at halftime, that was one of them I got on a little bit because I didn't think they were. They were ready to play. I think they was looking looking ahead to the next game as much as it was just not playing hard. I think they was just looking ahead and getting ready for the playoffs, coming off three big wins, um, and then them just kind of record-watching and, and not listening to Coach Van. Coach, that's, that's interesting to hear you say that because not a lot of coaches will admit that sometimes, but you have started the season two and two. At this point, you've won five straight. Uh, you know me. If I win five straight at Madden, I'll start talking over the talking over the TV set. Seventeen-year-old, sixteen-year-old, won five straight, beat three really good football teams. Get away from you a little bit in the locker room, can't it? It can, and it's it's about them just understanding that what got you to win them three games. Because what got you to win those three games, you ignoring what got you there will get you back losing football games just as fast as you got to win them. Um, so it was about just them needing to focus on what was at hand. And, and I think it was them looking ahead to the playoffs more so. But um, there's a couple things there that kind of weighed on weighed on the first half of North Sand Mountain. And I'm not taking away from North Sand. North Sand come in with a good game plan. Um, you know, and, and Coach Van, I, I normally practice odd and even every week during – Inside, I'll switch it up because you never know what you're going to get. Well, it's so odd <laughs> on film for Northland. That's about all I saw. Then we get in the game, and they're stinking even, uh, which is what we – which we've seen that, but uh, I ain't going to get into all the <laughs> – but anyways, we needed to practice before. <laughs> that was my – that was Coach Man's fault that we didn't practice that front more that week, and, and I didn't have them prepared the right way. Um, and, and so I'll make sure that don't happen. But, uh, our guys answered the bell in the second half, played hard. You know, Preston, again, made some big runs, 26, made some big ones. And up front, just did a better job of, of answering North Sand up front. I don't think our guys really thought North Sand was going to be as physical as they were up front. I think that was, that was a little shock to them. But they answered the bell in the second half. To attest to – I'm sorry, Andy, but to attest to uh, the halftime speech there, I usually run in at halftime, give him the stats that he needs, and get out and watch uh, Jenny and the band real quick. But uh, this time I had to interrupt his speech to give him the uh, numbers because usually, like he says, he gives a quick little 
you know, here, here's what we need to do and all this. And then he get, turns it over to the assistants. Uh, that one there, he took up majority of the halftime giving his own speech. And that's, that's unusual for the, out of the first eight games that I saw this year. And, uh, I could tell that he, you know, he wasn't happy about that. So, uh, when he says he gave, you know, kind of got on to him, he, he really rode him and you could tell a difference in the second half. It, it was like a whole different team that came out. Got to do it sometimes, I guess. Yep. Sometimes I, I wish we didn't have to, <laughs> but that's, that's part of it. They, uh, you know, that's, that's the reason I love this team. I uh, love that group of seniors going to miss them. Um, but we just got to continue that same. We're trying to build a culture here that breeds success. And, and to do that, you have to do that year in, year out, day in, day out, like we're doing the weight room right now. Um, if you ain't giving everything you got tomorrow in December, uh, then why you don't give everything you got in August? Like you're in the off season right now. This is where we win football games. And, uh, you know, our motto is, you know, we're trying to go from good to great this year. So that's one of our mottos. And to do that, you have to don't miss a rail. Be great every day. Uh, get better. Speed training days, get better. Get better no matter the day. And our guys will do that. We're excited. All right, Coach. It's, it's time for you to admit a shortcoming. Now, I have a math degree from the University of Tennessee. Everybody down in Alabama can feel sorry for me now. There's two things I can never be in life. A nuclear scientist or the guy that figures out Alabama State High School football tiebreakers. Because <laughs> I've read the book about eight times to try to figure out how you play Piedmont, but it kind of finishes in a three way tie. But the way it goes, you end up with how did that all work out, Coach? Because I, I read the Gadsden Times article about tiebreakers and I didn't know any more than when I started. So. You explain. You 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 know any better than I do? They had a three-way tie over there, and Sachs had beat uh, Sachs beat Piedmont. Piedmont. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Ohachi beat Piedmont. Piedmont beat Sachs. I think it, they all beat each other. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Sachs beat Ohachi. So all three of them beat each other, but Sachs uh, had the. They ended up with the most wins as far as non-region wins, because they got our win. They beat us, so they got eight wins from us. They beat Geraldine. They got what? Geraldine had seven. Maybe. Seven, yeah. Anyways, and then the other non-region they beat, they got some from them. But all of them wins added up with them in first place in that region. And then you had Piedmont, Ohachi, which then went head-to-head. Ohachi beat Piedmont, so Ohachi got two seed. <laughs> Piedmont fell to that three seed. Obviously, was not a three seed as they went on to win the state championship. But you know, I'm, I saw Coach Smith down there, a really good guy uh, at the playoff meeting. He said, "I'm gonna be honest with you, Coach. I hadn't traveled since I've been at Piedmont first round." I said, well, "That's that's about par for the course for Coach Van." But we, uh, uh, our kids played hard. They're a good football team. So Piedmont is a good football team, and Coach eight uh, going into that week, it it it. it you opened up with the state champion. There is no if, ands, or buts. You had the toughest test in the state of Alabama week one. How did the kids respond to playing Piedmont? Do you think they uh, they welcomed the challenge? They were excited, uh, really. They they wanted the opportunity. We, we knew it was going to play them. You know, at some point, might as well play them now. Um, and they prepared the right way. We had a really good week of practice. Probably one of the better weeks we've had. And uh, we just – we didn't make enough plays. Um, they did a little bit, you know, they did some things different on the back end than we thought they was going to do. We adjusted. But um, at the end of the day, they, they won up front. Uh, we didn't. And, and that's just part of it. You're going to lose games. Uh, but I thought our guys executed pretty well. We, we just got to get stronger. Uh, that was one of the biggest things. I thought we was outmatched a little bit um, strength-wise. But we just got to continue to get stronger, get better. Uh, with our first steps, with our hand placements, like I always talk about small things. But, um, that's a tough round one matchup, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to make us better because it's going to be a driving force for us throughout this offseason. That locker room was hurt, uh, not only the seniors, but freshmen up, and uh, they don't want to feel that way again. You know, So we're, we're trying to – we're on the road to Auburn, as we talk about every week. We're on the road state championships in Auburn next year. That's our road. So – um, every day is about getting there. 
every day is about winning the region championship. We play Piedmont this this year, week two. So, um, you know, we're we're excited about the opportunity. Uh, so, just about getting better. We get it's like I told them we lost. I think like twenty points. We got to get twenty one points better this year. Okay. Uh, get twenty one points better. Let's get twenty one points better and, and see where we end up. And uh, I'm excited about the future of this program, and I'm excited about next year's. Al, you got uh, got any thoughts for, for just overall season? Yeah, as far as the Piedmont game real quick, it seemed like they had the biggest offensive line you went against all season long, and that, that was a huge difference. Yes. They, they, you know, and they were better up front in person than I thought, than I thought they were going to be. Uh, but they played some really good teams. You know, they played Alexandria. They played Jacksonville. They played uh, – who else they opened the year with? I got all the fans. They played some really good football teams throughout the year, including Sags, Ohatchee, that entire region. region. So uh, when you get film, they're playing against really good football teams. And so they got to see good football teams week in, week out. Um, and, and that's something we're going to be able to see the next two years is good football teams week in, week out. I think it'll make us a better football team in the playoffs in the future. So. Coach, uh, we said 45 minutes. We're there, but I do want to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, if you got just a second, uh, do you take – how long of a break do you take before you start planning spring? Are you in spring planning mode already right now today? We're in planning mode right now. <laughs> we're, we are uh, – We uh, like as soon as the season was over, I gave them a week off, and then we started back that the next week they're weightlifting and I went ahead and made a schedule all the way through Christmas. And then, then I'm working on schedule the rest of the way through through spring and the summer. But, and then we're coaches meeting. We're, we, we're about to start coaches meeting every Wednesday evening, um, Wednesday night late up to church. So we're, we're just trying to get better. Everybody as a staff, you know, we're going to meet offense, we'll meet defense, we'll meet special teams different every week. And we're just going to talk about, we're going to start from square one, uh, you know, from, on as base as you can get and just expand. So every coach in an office is getting better. We're making each other better. We're talking about how we need to improve in every aspect of the football, every aspect of football. And like I told you earlier, if you're not getting better, if you're not trying to get better, uh, I think you need to get out of business myself. That's awesome, Coach. Coaches, coaches, coach. I mean, that's how you get better when you got you got good people around you that can press you too. Right. Uh, that's great that y'all are doing that. Howie, any questions heading for the spring and for next year from you? Yeah, uh, I haven't seen the schedule yet. Have you got it finalized yet? The uh, You know, not necessarily dates, but kind of when you're going to take place with some of these teams? Yeah, it's finalized. I'm, there's only one question mark I'm trying to get figured out. But uh, as far as non-region games, I think I've got it straight. We're going to play them. I just don't know where yet. I really don't want it to be here. Uh, and have six home games this year, and I don't want it to be. I want to go on the road to play them, and that's Pisgah. So we're we're trying to work some things out there, and I think we're going to end up working that out. Play them week five. That's right, Cunningham. We're playing <laughs> oh, Pisgah and Pisgah. So, uh, anyways, we're opening with Sacks, like I said. Then we're going to have Piedmont, Ohachi, Geraldine back to back to back to start the year. Then we'll have Pisgah. And then we'll end it with Glencoe, Plainview, Hoax Buff, Westbrook, and then we're going to play five to end it out. Oh, okay. You don't You're going to test yourself there, aren't you? Um, test yourself. I, I told somebody the other day, if you just go off last year's uh, resumes, uh, I don't know if you can find a one through four eighteen. It's got a tougher schedule than uh, top to bottom, including non-region. I mean, you got Stacks won a region championship. Pins won a region championship. Five won a region championship. Piedmont won a state championship. Ohatchee made the quarters. Geraldine, you know, was Geraldine. They're a good football team. Uh, so, let's go, right? Let's, let's go. go. Let's, let's go. go. Coach, uh, last question from my side. How are you going to go? Anything you're doing this spring for fundraising? Or are we waiting on these fast next year? Or do you have anything we're going to do during the spring? Well, we gotta, uh, we're got we trying to get a fishing tournament together, which will take place, I think, in April at some Sometime in April, we're trying to get that together, and then we'll be we'll be rolling into Shrimp Bowl and Wing Fest later in the year, and we'll have we're actually doing a ten thousand dollar drawing here coming up. So if y'all want to buy a ticket, they're only hundred bucks a pop. Uh, 
if you want a chance to win ten thousand dollars, y'all just let me know. We don't actually have that at Buena Vista in February, so we're gonna start selling them here. Start of January selling them tickets, so we don't do it all at Buena, uh, not Buena, Lemon, Lamones. I'm sorry, not Buena Vista. That's Scottsboro, but Lamones uh, in Henniger. So that's where we're gonna do it at. So y'all are welcome to buy one and, and get it out there that we're selling. We'll take your hundred bucks right now for your chance to win ten thousand. We don't hand out more than ten thousand dollars. Uh, I think we're going to hand out more close to 15,000 counting, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth place. And we're going to have some door prizes if you show up there to eat. And um, we'll have a whole bunch going on that night. It should be a fun night. Coach, make sure to get get me the advertising through Howie so I can run it on all shows on the network. You'll take Chad Nigger money just as easy as anybody else's. So. I'll take Tennessee money. That, yeah, you You know, volunteer money. Money, it, it'll bounce. Be careful. It'll jump yeah. into a McDonald's bag on you if you don't watch it. <laughs> oh no! Be careful. Be careful when you say that. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna tell Luke Pruitt you said that. Oh, don't tell. Don't tell him. I got. I got to see. I got to see Coach Pruitt the second week of next year with Marion County. So I'll get in trouble for that one for sure. That'd be good though. How's is uh? That's Dale Pruitt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we start every year back to back by South Pittsburgh and Marion County. So we get to, we get to we get to find out where we're at real fast. So uh, that's a good way. They're that's a good way. twenty miles apart from us too. That's right. So a lot of fun. Uh, we will be uh, we'll be involved and I'm sure we'll follow it up next year. We definitely will do more of these coaches shows. But uh, maybe maybe we will have something for Wingfest too. But thank you for the time. You didn't ask no crazy questions. Have you got one before we leave? No, man. You know the, the only thing I got to say is the coach uh, Coach Van has got a lot of support at Savannah. Everybody seems to like him. He's got the support. He's got the uh, uh, you know something you don't see very often. He is famous saying he's helping with the basketball with Coach King, and Coach King helped him with football this year. You don't see very many schools where the football and basketball coaches actually help each other like they have. And, you know, my my hat's off to y'all being able to work together like that. It, it means a lot, not just to the community, but to the kids, too, seeing that y'all are not against each other. Right, yeah. We, we uh, at Sylvania, especially, you know how it is, you we got to share athletes. If you want to be good at every sport, which we want to be, you have to be able to share athletes and understand that they got to – we want them to play all three sports. We want them to play football, basketball, baseball, or any sport they want to play. So um, that's big. And knowing Coach King growing up, playing against him, that also helps in the fact of, of us working together. And, and, you know, the biggest thing is about them boys staying in the weight room, even through basketball. And he does a good job of keeping them in the weight room, which is a big deal to me as a football coach, because I, I believe you need the weight room in every sport. I, I think in-season work is just as important as off-season work. And they're staying in there during the in-season, which is important to me. And I'm glad he's here. I'm glad he's doing a good job with them. And they're getting better every week. I had an opportunity to beat section the other night, and, and they're getting better and better. So I'm excited about what he's doing with the basketball program. And like you was talking about, the community. I love this community. I, you know, I enjoy being here and my wife both. And, and Hope we continue to win so everybody still enjoys us being here. No, I'm <laughs> we, we, uh, it's like I tell everybody if we, if we lose a game, it ain't a lack of effort and it ain't a lack of, of us doing everything we can to win a football game. And I think that's every coaches uh, would say that, you know, we give everything we got. We're going to continue to do so. And even in this region, you know, we just got to keep getting better. And we're excited. The players are excited. You know, you'd think when they saw the region, They've been a little bit, oh, no, but uh, all they've had to say is good things. They're ready to go. They're ready to get to work. So it makes me even more pumped and ready for it. So you're off the off, off cycle of Tennessee. You just got the district at region, and uh, it, 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 it is a monster region now. So uh, were you surprised or any shots in there to you? I was surprised when, yeah, at the region we got. I had uh, – we actually already started a group message with the region we thought we was going to get, and this was completely uh, opposite of what we thought was going to happen. But um, it's a it's a tough schedule. It's going to make us better, and I think it's going to make us a better football program. Um, 
and some you, natural levels there that's in your region. Yes, yeah, we're still keeping that Geraldine Plain View, and we added the eaglets on there, the eaglets, Pesca Eagles Week Five, and oh, hey, that'll be a fun one, and hopefully we go over there. They're going to be a good football team. They'll be a well-coached football team, and we should both make a lot of money uh, doing it. You know, they've they've been looking for this group coming up for a while. And, uh, you know, they, they're excited to play us, I'm sure. They know they're going to be good. And, uh, you know, I still don't like Pisgah. I like I like some of the coaches at Pisgah, though. They do a really good job. I I, I think no matter who Squatchy plays that week, I'm going to have a stomach virus because I think I'm going to have to go to Alabama to get a chance. go up there because they mess around beat us. I'll be on. I'll be. I will put you on there. They're a good football team. I mean, seriously, they, I, I think that's one of the, the – the games you look at our schedule and go, man, we we, we should win that one. But they're a really good football team. Uh, no joke, they're gonna be good. They won a region last year, and uh, they do a really good job coaching them. And they got some athletes, and they got a kid that can throw to them. And so there's not there's not a game you can really look at on that schedule and go, we win this one, this one, this one. All oh, one through ten good football team. One through ten, you better be ready to play football, and you better be you know it's gonna be a physical game and. We're excited about it. Um, so I'm excited. It's just tough. It's big to stay healthy throughout that stretch. And um, But same for them. It's like I told Coach Clark the other day. Um, we ain't the only one's got it tough. Everybody in the region's got it tough. Everybody's got to play everybody. So. That is. So, and I'm sure we'll get together before Wing Fest and the preview show together. We'll be at Wing Fest. Uh, and Trent, I heard Trent Bull. So a fat guy here perked up when I heard wing fest and shrimp bull. I may stay for a couple of days and eat leftovers. You never know. Yeah, we have that shrimp boy. It normally happens around June. Um, so we, we do that at a lunch room. People can come see it and kind of talk and congregate. So we're going to get that going. Going again. Well, I, I can, I know one fat boy will see you. That's me. So, uh, we appreciate it, Coach Van, Howie Cheney. Again, Coach, maybe we'll maybe we'll get together at spring. Are you having a spring football game? Uh, as of right now, no. We're playing a pre-week zero jamboree right now. I think I've got North Jackson and Section locked in to come into Savannah. I'm oh, working nice. on yeah, I got one more possible uh, coming to uh, Sylvania. That's pre-week zero jamboree. So we're doing, my plan is to play a jamboree, take week zero off, and get ready for Saxon. Unless Rose, so we're gonna probably end up playing North Jackson and somebody else that temporary. That, so uh, get ready for the season. So uh, we're gonna, I think, we, as of right now, we're not gonna do a spring. I may change my mind in January, but as of right this second, uh, we're gonna take spring off and we're gonna, we're gonna do some things without helmets, but uh, we ain't gonna strap it up or anything. I know what we got, and it's just about getting better. I'll be honest with you, we don't retain a lot. <laughs> from from March or whenever we go through spring May there to to August, uh, there'll be a lot of reteaching there. So we're just gonna work on us, get better with what we need to get better at, and uh, get ready because we're gonna start a week early. I like starting a week early. Some don't, some do. I guess it's preference, but I enjoy getting that week head start on everybody, uh, getting to practice, and getting ready to roll. Sounds great, Coach. How are you got any final words? No, you know, to, to quote <clears throat> Rick Flair, to be the man, you have to beat the man. And it seemed like week two, you got a chance to do that. Right off the bat. Yeah, that's what we're working towards. We got it. We have that opportunity to set ourselves up for being the team to beat in the region right off the bat. And uh, that's our goal. That's what we're going to try to do uh, against a real good, you know, well-coached football team. Coach Smith's a really good football coach. And, uh, I think a lot about what he's done down there at Piedmont. And, there ain't a lot that do it better than he does. So I have the opportunity to coach against him again for the second time uh, is is awesome. And hopefully we just come out on the other side of it this time. So. Uh, any uniform change or is this a off-year cycle for image or uh, uniform? We're new, we're new home and away, brand new jerseys, brand new pants. We're going all Adidas. We actually signed an Adidas contract the other day. So No, I love we're, Adidas. We're going all Adidas. Um, New stuff's coming, new paint color on the helmet. We're going back old school. We're going green with 
Vegas Golden Horns painted back on them. Because uh, when I think Sylvania, that's what I think of. So uh, I love I, I love Adidas, particularly with Adidas School. So about three years ago, and I still think that the nicest looking uniforms in college football and high school football are Adidas uniforms. So yeah, I'm well kids, are, kids are excited about it. I'm excited. So look good, you play good. So we got to make sure we look good. Coach, just make sure those away jerseys are the numbers are able for an old fat guy to be able to read them from across the field because it was kind of hard to see who was doing what this past year. Well, they'll be shiny numbers, I promise you. you know, stats, my, stats may look a little bit better this year than if he can see them. You may, you may want to upgrade that stat. I get them times journal stats, you know what I'm saying? There you go. Uh, and then next year, I think we may add an alternate in. Uh, I like that on its gray, but I don't like that. That's nice. I don't think black would go over too well in Sylvania, Alabama, but uh, the Onyx Gray would look good. They don't. I mentioned getting black uniforms this past year, and I kind of got shot down by some people. I don't. We don't. I said, all right, yeah. we'll get Onyx Gray one day then. I like them both. Gotta keep changing colors in Knoxville so we can sell different jerseys. We got to raise. We're paying about five miles right now, so we we got to raise. We got to raise money to pay off the miles. So. I like the coach I've got now. He does a good job on offense. I like what he does. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I meant to ask you that. We'll we'll get into that one day. But Hoffle is definitely uh same same little little different swing, different size of kids, but he's fast and spreads them out everywhere. That's so for sure. He does. He does. That's fun to watch this year. Yep. All right, guys. For Holly Chain, the coach fan. This has been. I'm going to give it a name, the Sylvania Ram Football Report. And we're going to be back again sometime this spring, so stay looking for us.